better believe it. Repent! And, and thou shalt be saved. Ain't that the truth? Oh, yes! Yes! Welcome back. Are you ready? Off the books, episode 49. It ain't about you, you or me. me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I hope you guys are ready. We got some really, really interesting content today. We're going to talk about something that uh, every single one of us wrestles with. Yeah. And, uh, and a few things you probably don't care about, <laughs> yeah. but we're going to tell you anyway. Or you might not like to talk about. Or you just might not like to talk. That's, that's actually okay. a very good point. Yeah. Let me make sure okay. my sound is all, you see my sound wasn't off. Yeah. That would have been a nightmare again, because I'm famous for that. Yeah. You saw something starts playing. So welcome to Alathia Radio. Yeah. We're about welcome. to get it on. So let's jump right into it. Yeah. Let's talk about what's happening in the world. So today on Alathia Radio, we're giving you the news that nobody else wants to give you because they don't care about you like we do. <laughs> I'm your host. That's your host. Get used to it. We've done this racket so many times. Yeah. Giving you the news of the world because we are in it, but not of it. Of it. Amen. Okay, so, Russia want to play games. Did you know about that? Did you hear about that? No. Oh, you mentioned it before. Earlier, yeah, but yeah. So, I, I haven't heard of it. No. Apparently, Russia want to play games. So we had a uh, we had a drone. I think it was like over the the Black Sea, right? And uh, some Russian fire pilots thought it'd be funny to like dump gas on it and stuff, and they right. collided with it, and he knocked out our drone. Bro, let me tell you, that's a problem. So. Actually, this is from India.com. Uh, it says a Russian India. India.com, yes. A Russian fighter jet on Tuesday struck the propeller of a U.S. surveillance drone over the Black Sea, causing American forces to bring down the unmanned aerial vehicle in international waters. The U.S. military said the incident... What? I got ads blocking my, my vision. So, sorry. <laughs> the military said an incident that highlighted soaring U.S.-Russian tensions over Moscow's war in Ukraine. Interesting. Let me tell you, it doesn't take much to increase the tensions with Russia. Mm. It really doesn't. Like, I mean, I, I just don't think this would have happened a while ago. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. I just don't, I just don't think. <clears throat> but, you know. Well, what, even I think uh, Xi Jinping had something to say, something like he warned us about getting involved in that. Yeah. Him, and, him and Russia are going to be stronger for it or something like that, you know. Listen. I don't China wish war Russia. on anybody. But just don't forget, this America. Yeah. This is. Yeah, so <laughs> this is. I was about to break out in a song. This is America. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so they took that. Obviously, that's not good for foreign relations. I no. mean, I don't think our uh, current administration is doing great, great with for, uh, foreign relations right now, but. White House National Security Spokesman John Kirby said U.S. President Joe Biden was briefed on the incident by National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. Kirby added that the U.S. State Department officials would be speaking directly with their Russian counterparts and expressing our concerns over this unsafe and unprofessional intercept. So how do you think that went down? Yeah. He's like, sir. And you know that wasn't a cheap drone either. No, those things are they're like millions yeah, they're, of dollars. They're like small aircraft. Dude, you knock my $200 drone down, we got a problem. I'm not <laughs> yeah. trying to hear it. It's like a small aircraft. Yeah, you know, $2.5 million right. drone jet that's the size of this room. Yep. You know? How do you think that was, though? He was briefed. Kirby's like, excuse me, sir, you know, one of our drones um, 
went down in the ocean today. A Russian fighter pilot did that. He's like, well, you know, it's the guy and yeah, yeah, the thing, <laughs> the thing. I'll let them know, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So I'm the worst. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. I know this. So we got any good news? Yes, we have actually. We got some good news. Yeah, it's always so, some bad news. I, yeah, so good. So news. now, so now I've been looking purposely for good news. There's some really cool stuff going on. Yeah. All right. So this is just some of the titles. Just these titles are great. 81 year old survives nearly a week stuck in a snowbank with only croissants and candy. Yeah, Bravo. that's you. You could probably survive. I on would that. totally survive. I would on wither that. away. I'd, <laughs> I mean, my stomach would be like. Yeah, I'd, I'd be, be like, eating snow. One piece of croissant <laughs> per day, All right? And, you know, so there's, there's a couple of good things. Um, they're sending DNA from four U.S. presidents, including George Washington, set to blast into space with DNA from space pioneers. Why? I just, I guess they want people to clone us. Lovebirds tie the knot in their 80s after meeting on a dating website. Bride recommends it. Yeah. yeah what is that like? It's like silver tinder? Yeah, well, that's funny. It's kind of like... Uh, uh, Old Testament news, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Rebecca had a baby at ninety-five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what? Uh, yeah, Abraham's wife, right? <laughs> yeah. Like after waiting eighty years, the Lord granted her a pregnancy. <laughs> That'd be pretty. Funny. More news at eleven. More news. That'd be pretty funny. Uh, what is it? Crazy man building an ark and <laughs> Abraham arrested for child abuse after threatening to sacrifice his child to Yahweh today. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Tonight on the eight o'clock news. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of good stories like hero dogs from rescue operation in Turkey get first class seats on airliners flying them home. That's great. I mean, I love my dog, but still a dog. There's no need for all that. They, I they, would, like I when I flew down to Florida, <clears throat> there was so many dogs on the on the flight. Yeah. You know, when they're out, they're they're able to be out but once you're on the plane. Dude, people are getting them. comfortable bringing their dogs in church. Yeah, but you can't you can't bring them on the plane unless you have them in in this little <laughs> bag, and it's like a carry on. It feels so bad. See, mm -hmm. I love this story. This story caught my eye. Woman spontaneously offers homeless man a job on her farm, proving the power of kindness. Yeah, yeah. dude, I went some great stuff lately with that man. Just being kind to people and seeing God move. It's been it's been great. So, a woman, uh, when a woman struck up a conversation with an Ontario homeless man, she didn't. Imagine it would change his life forever. After it became clear that Brian Bannister was a kind soul who simply had fallen on hard times, Daniel McDuff offered him a job on her farm. He was living in a shed, terribly challenging life, childhood trauma, addiction, the death of his first wife, followed by the death of his second. Wow. wow. That's awful. He said he had given up, but this offer revived the man uh, revived the man, and brought the farm a pair of hands that were diligent work and gentle with children and her animals so yeah so this guy just got a second chance at life and he's just and they so they grew into friends and yeah and then she raised ten thousand dollars for him and able to help what yeah see like we need to get way better news man yeah i think yeah. that's one of our goals we should start like trying to give some better news yeah we're gonna do every that. wednesday we're gonna, we're gonna start doing more, more better, encouraging news encouraging news that, wow that's wednesdays at eight wednesdays at eight get the good news that's all about the good, good news. <laughs> so what's coming up that we should talk about? I wonder. Yeah. What do you got? Um, I was thinking, um, you know, being it's the holiday season. Holiday. What is it? Christmas again? No. I think you know what it is. Oh. Oh. Oh, don't forget. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. <clears throat> so for everybody, don't forget St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day is coming, Patty's Day's coming right? Friday. Yes, this is not an opportunity for you to get obliterated and make a fool of yourself. And beer fight. That's what this song reminds me of, yeah. like beer and bar fights. Yeah. I mean, you know, be careful what be you careful. put in your ears. No. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I mean, people get that kind of messed up. I'm an Irishman, you know? Like, I mean, yeah. It's, I, it, it's, it's interesting how it's turned from the... St. Patrick, which was the apostle of Ireland. They yeah. called him the apostle of Ireland. Adding things to the culture. To, to if you go around and just ask people what they think, what, you know, it's like, uh, have a beer. It's like, okay, well, what do you think St. Pat would do? You see, and that's bad, though. He, what, what do you think St. Pat would do? They're like, he'd have a beer, <laughs> you know? Of course. Well, I, I, <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? What else would St. Patty do? He'd have, <laughs> he'd have a blooming beer. It's not right, that's, right. You, know? you know, and it's interesting, the story where it's, it's you know, he's actually... Not even Irish. He's uh, a Roman British. That blew my mind. <clears throat> yeah, he's Roman British, and he was uh, Ireland. I, Irishman came over and sacked the town he was in, killed his whole family, took him as a slave at the, like the age of sixteen, <laughs> kept him for slavery. I, your Lord God, command you to love your enemy. Yeah, Get ready for this. You know, and he had no interest in. I think. I think in his family he had uh, you know a Christian background. Um, but he had no interest in it. Wow. He, he was he was taken captive, and he I think he did like seven years. I think he was like twenty one or twenty two. Um, he actually felt the call of the Lord saying to to get away, and he ran away. He wound up shipwrecking by France, and even to this day, French Navy like hold him as the you know the the lucky the blessed. Yeah, uh, which is the correct translation yeah, the, of lucky. The, yeah. yeah, the the blessed uh, Saint Patrick you know, for their Navy. But, um, he wound up going back to Rome and Britain where, you know, a few years later he was just like, and had a calling to go back to preach the gospel to Ireland and wow. built one of the first church there, you know? Wow. Yeah. See, that's not what you think of when you think of St. Yeah. Patty's and You Day. celebrate that, that he was, they considered him the apostle of Ireland because he was kind of like Paul where he, you know, he, he was enslaved, he was in prison and he had a hard time when he got there because he was battling, you know, back then Ireland was all different little kingdoms that really, you know, were, were challenging each other. And, you know, think about that time too. I mean, and in that area, it was so brutally, you know, hard to live if you weren't like yeah. one of the Kings, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, like culturally, it has shifted so much from its original thing. It, it shifted from a God-fearing man doing exactly what the Bible commands him to do and influencing hundreds of thousands of people to do yeah, the same yeah. thing. And that turned into... Erin Gobra. Never, never give an Irish man a reason to drink. Yeah. You know, right, like... Right. That's crazy. Cheers to St. Pat. Cheers to St. Pat. It's actually Patrice was his name. Patricio. Patrice. Roman. Yeah, you know what's really funny? Yeah. All right. So this is going to blow your mind. So you remember I told you I met that guy at the gas station? Yes. And so I met a guy at a gas station. He looked like he was having a rough time. I offered to get him coffee. Another woman came along. And we wound up praying for this guy in the park lot. We had this amazing moment. People were looking at us like, I didn't even know this woman. She had to be, she had to be in her 70s, you know, and she was talking about, you know, how God saved her, and I was talking about how God saved me, and this guy was really moved, and we started praying for him and stuff mm -hmm. like this in the parking lot, and I asked him what his name, guess what his name is? What? Patricio. No, really? I'm, yes. <laughs> honest. Honest to the word, man. <laughs> it's St. Pat. That's wild. That just yeah. happened a couple of days really? ago. Really? That's crazy. 
wild. Now, at first, it's funny because, like, so you know, um, <clears throat> this is kind of getting into what we're talking about. Yeah. So I went, I stopped at the gas station. I was like, let me, let me just get some gas right now. Mm-hmm. And I came out and I saw the man and I'm like, I really got to go because I got to do this and I got to do that. And then I was like, you know what? <clears throat> Nothing is more important. Mm-hmm. I'm being called right now to at least ask this guy how he's doing. Let me just do it. Let me just be mm-hmm. obedient. Cause it's the hardest thing to be obedient when you're busy. Yeah. So I came out, I wind up sitting there for 20 minutes praying with this guy. I wound up dropping him off at this place that he was staying at. It's not really ideal circumstances. And you know, and I told him if you ever see me, whatever, but so now, if you um, if you if you feel that you're being called to do something, most of the time it's when you least want to do it. Oh, I noticed yeah. that. Oh yeah, you know, which is what we're talking well, about. Think today. about yeah, that. Yeah. Saint Saint Patrick was just enslaved for seven years as a young boy. Yeah, probably it was very difficult for him. And then he was called to go back to those who enslaved him to preach the gospel. Yeah. I mean, he could have been like, no, that's not for me. I'm going to stay. I'm, I'm back in my, in Britain, you know, with near my family. I'm and good. these are the stories that change people, though. Oh, yeah. People don't get changed like, yeah, you know what? This guy enslaved me, so I killed him. That doesn't change anybody. What changes people is that uh, it's yeah. like that story of that woman where her son was killed and she went to the court date. And she told the, We're the boy, changing people's lives. Yeah, you got to change people's lives. <laughs> you know, she went to the court date and saw the guy that killed her son. And she says, I'm going to kill you. And he went to jail. And then she started visiting him in jail. Right. And started bringing him food and started putting money in his commissary and started giving him clothes. And after a while, they built a relationship. And when he came out of jail, she's like, do you need a place to stay? She gave him a place to stay. Then she's like, you need a job? She got him a job. She helped him get on his feet. And this guy's like, I you know, like, what do you, I killed your son. Like, you know? Yeah, I'd be kind of, like, worried about eating her food. Yeah, exactly. You know? But she took him in, and then she's like, you know what? You don't have a family. Can I adopt you and be your mother? And she adopted the guy who killed her son. And then she said, you remember when I seen you in the court that day and I told you I was going to kill you? I did. I killed the old person you used, used to, to be. be. And wow. I turned, what? Wow. Do you want to talk about inspiring people? Wow. Try that. Let's see how tough you are. Let's see how really tough you are. It's easy to um, it's easy to get caught up in your flesh and yeah. say like, you know what? I, I don't want to do it. This person doesn't deserve it. Well, guess what? You don't deserve it either. Be, if you are to be judged by every action in your life, trust me, you don't deserve it. If you are to be judged by every thought that went through your head, you don't deserve it either. And that's not a negative. That's not to say that that you're not worthy of being loved because that's God's decision. God's decision. That's not my decision. And God feels you're worthy of being loved. And through that realization of you being worthy to be loved by God, regardless of what you've done, should inspire you to do the same. That's right. And that's That's tough. So let's see what the Bible says about it. Oh, yeah. See, I could do this all day. That's right. <laughs> Bishop Noel Jones. Yeah, he's like, because it ain't about you, it's about Jesus. It's not about us. <laughs> I love that. No. Nope. 
Jesus about Jesus. Yeah. So I figured I'd just play it out. Yo, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And you know what's crazy? It's like this topic of conversation is it should it should be harder than you're giving it credit for right now. Just forewarning you. Because the hardest thing I've ever had to do was act against my feelings. Yeah. And I'm like, so so how do you act against your feelings and know you're doing the right thing? You check the standard for what the right thing is. So for Christians from our worldview, what we believe is the truth. I wholeheartedly believe it's the truth, is that the Bible guides you and commands you to do certain things against your emotions for the benefit of the relationship with you, the person, and God himself. Yeah. Right? And how do you do that? You need the model. And what is the model? The model is Jesus. So... What does the Bible say about... Yeah, um, I keep always going back to John 3.30. Well, John's the book for... Yeah, where John the Baptist love, was, yeah. you know, when, when you know, the, uh, the, his disciples were coming to him and be like, hey, you know, you know, he's he's baptizing people, he's doing this, Rabbi, you know, he's in the Jordan, he's, he's you know, doing all these things. And John was like, he must increase, but I must decrease. That's a powerful statement. Yeah. You know, and just basically saying, you know what, I... I need to decrease so he can increase. And it's crazy because like as we preach Jesus and there's people out there that are against organized religion, understand the people that we that we um that we read about and the God that we follow is also against organized religion. Yeah. Like that's the whole point of it. So um in Matthew uh verse twenty three twenty five this is uh, Jesus, of course. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside they're full of robbery and self-indulgence. So, yeah, it's interesting. You know, and you know what I... That's John it, the Baptist's whole it, shtick with yeah, them, yeah. Yeah, and even in, in a quick study of this that I did during the week, my, I was brought to uh, the story of Lucifer and how... He was the signet of perfection. He was like full of glory. He was actually um, a cherub, you know, which yeah. which was one of those that were one of those naked babies with arrows. Yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah. One of those one of those angels that were actually in the room. He in, was God's most perfect. Yeah, yeah, he was like in the room. His, his voice, everything, like everything was beautiful about him. He and he, everything. He was so perfect. Yeah. But he, his inside, he he, it became about himself. Yeah, because. When you when everything is perfect, that's when you, that's when entitlement creeps in. Yeah, you start thinking that you deserve because you are so perfect. But re, and the, and so the, the the story of Lucifer is interesting because remember, Lucifer was created that way. He didn't earn that beauty and that perfection. Yeah, he was created that way. Yeah. So why on earth would you think? Yeah, that? it brought me to Ezekiel twenty eight, and it was like you were the signet of perfection, full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering: uh, topaz, diamond, beryl, onyx, jasper, emerald. And he goes through the stones. on On the day that you were created, they were prepared. You were anointed guardian cherub, a place you. A, a place you you were on the holy mountain of God. So he was with God in the yeah. midst of the stones that you walked. You were blameless in your ways from that day you were created until unrighteousness was found in you. Yeah, and and that's the interesting part. So Lucifer best resents, uh, excuse me, best represents the problem with it being all about you. When you make it about you and you make it about um, the things that you feel you deserve, you step outside of your positioning with God and what, not so much that you, what you rightfully deserve, yeah. but um, 
but you step outside of the true definition of your purpose. And that's, that's a huge problem. Like, um, I, I think like the hardest challenge. Uh, so, so what is it? Um, so what's the main way to say this? You know, the more aware you are of the closer you get to God, the more sinful you feel. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, like, I, I look at the examples of even the, uh, you know, Mary Magdalene, where she was yeah. just bawling, you know, and yeah. you know those even Peter. Peter, as soon as as soon as he realized who he was standing in front of, just fell to He's his like, face. Why do you want me? I'm a sinful yeah. man, you know, like, right? Yeah, or yeah. Isaiah standing in the throne room of I God. Hate was, yeah, right? I hate myself. Right? I hate myself. Yeah. So Job. the more the more yeah. you get close to God, the, the more it's kind of like uh, that scripture you read earlier when we were talking, and you mentioned about the law. Yeah. Um, and I think was that in in Romans? Was yes. It Romans uh, seven. Well, Romans seven. Yes. Yeah. And and you were it, it's basically a mirror that shows us our sin. Yeah. What, uh, so that's uh, that's Romans uh, chapter seven verse seven. What then shall we say that the law is sin? By no means. Yet if it had not been for the law, I would have not, I would have no, I would not have known sin. Right. So like now it's like, okay, it's this is mirror. what God tells me is wrong. I'm learning that it is wrong. And on top of that, I'm learning so many other things that I did not know were wrong about me in the process. Right. You know, um, like number one, like how do you become more compassionate for people that are short with you? How do you become more gentle with people that are progressively more aggressive with you? Yeah. How do you maintain your cool with people that have no collar for their actions? Right. How right. do you maintain those things when you're in the face of the opposite? You have to maintain them. Yeah. Well, I think it's like what we're talking about when we say it ain't about you. We, we A lot of times we look at other people and we're like, you know, it isn't about you. When we really need to start looking at ourselves and say, wait a minute. No, it's, it's actually yeah. not about me because a lot of times that's where sin comes from. It's that pride. It's that arrogance. It's that, it's that wanting something for yourself. So oh, like, I got it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I got it all in you there. You know, it's kind of like even going to church because you're looking for something for yourself. Yeah. Or you're reading the Bible because you're looking for something. I, I don't know how many times I've done it where you open the Bible and you're like, just give me something. Just give me something. Like, like you know <laughs> what I mean? pick up the book like, oh, here's like, the magic, magic word. word. Yeah, like give me something. No, it's, you know, it's not about us. You yeah, know? it's like, you know, um, and that's been my prayers lately. My prayers have been really aggressive lately. Like I came home, man, and I was like, baby, you using the closet? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, excuse me. And I'm going in there like I... We got to talk like, like he's in there waiting for me. Right. He knows I'm coming. And I'm just like, I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm like, all right, you got to do this. You got to, and, and you know what? <laughs> I, let me tell you something. I, I love, I, I love the time I spend with him because it's my honest prayer. I don't want to hold back from him either. You can't disrespect God. Let me yeah. tell you, if, if you're seeking him, you can't disrespect him. You have to be honest with him. Right. You have to go in there and say, listen, I want this. I'm petitioning you to do this. He has no problem giving you that, but don't act like you don't want it. <laughs> you have to be genuine with God. And even when you're wrong, what do you think? He doesn't know it. If you go in there and you're angry and you give him your anger. Yeah. Give it over to him because it's not, I'm telling you. And when you, I, I came out of there like wet face, eyes all swollen. I look like I just, got beat up. I look like Jacob wrestling, you know, with God all night. But I came out and and he gave me a word. I I wrote something down and, um, and I got, 
Let me tell you, even though I went in there like I knew what I was doing, I came out realizing I know nothing and still got blessed. Yeah. Like that's that's the nature of God. That's the love of, of our father right there. And it's incredible. So I went in there like I need, I need, I need. And he told me, you don't know what you need. Right. You have no idea what you need. It's kind of like with Paul when he was just like, I had this thorn in my side, you know, Lord, please remove it. And he's like, and he didn't, he's like, my grace is sufficient and it's going to have to be enough. And that's what I, and that's what, that's what I'm really hitting on lately in my prayer time with him. I'm sitting there like, God, I don't, this doesn't make sense. This, this, that bleep, bleep, this, whatever, this, that. And I'm pouring it all out to him. I'm just like, what do you expect? I don't understand what you expect me to do. And he was like, help me help you help me help I actually said that sunday in <laughs> help me help you check this out <laughs> go on sound to heaven check out sunday's worship i actually said, said that, that yeah. during worship that's so yeah. crazy that's so crazy. so check this out so after so after i'm pouring this out to god i'm pouring this out to god he's like are you done <laughs> and i'm like yeah i'm done he's like then write this down i'm like i don't feel like write it down so I write, so I do whatever he says and I write it down and, and I realize something like that's when like the, it, it ain't about me thing happened. It's like, I'm having a problem with this person. I'm not going to change your circumstance. Why does this person act that way? That's not your concern. This person is talking about you and the church. That's also not your concern. Yeah. So then God, what is my concern? What your concern is focusing on me, me. and learning yeah. how to respond like the model I gave yeah. you. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Yeah, because now having a vengeful spirit, the Bible specifically speaks about this. Yeah. Having a vengeful spirit is not of God. Yeah, and I think that, that stems from unforgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so one of the... It's kind of like that verse where uh, Jesus says, you know, you must first take the plank or the the giant log out of your own eye. I love this one. You know, yeah. bef- before you try to get the speck out of someone else's. And you want to really know what's funny is that that big plank in our eye, it only looks big because it's our problems because we're looking at it from our perspective. <laughs> right, right. What you actually have in your eye is a problem speck this big. Speck. But it looks like this, like it's huge. Because it's up close. And everybody else's problems look small. Right, yeah. So you got a speck, you got a speck, and you're over there weighing him like your problems are any bigger. And I think and that's the right. And I I've think, done that. Yeah, and I think the reason why I think we battle with this is because something that you you said earlier was that we we tend to um, not put God first. So in order to do that for others, if we're not putting that in order where we're putting God first, I think that falls out of order, and we start looking at ourselves rather than others yeah you know? i think i think that's part of our born nature yeah like would you agree like that that's like our nature since birth yeah you know that we're children and we want what we want and the first character trait we learn is manipulation oh yeah you see babies do it all the time yeah. Wah, bottle bang diaper <laughs> change bang yeah you know Wah, i don't want to eat this give it to him you know and the worst part about it is when you give it to your kid why? Because it makes your kid worse. That's why God doesn't give in to you. If you get, if you pray to Him, and you don't get what you want, trust me. Yeah, you don't want it. Yeah, not at that moment, at least. Right. You know. So some better examples of uh, when it, 
when we're, we're learning that it's not about us in the Bible is the same chapter. It's Romans 7. Um, mm. So we, we said, oh, yeah, I know the law, you know, but I, I and now I, because I know the law, I know, I know sin. And now, know, now and, I battle with it. And now I battle with it. Right. And so this is the, so starting at 16 to get the, the whole thing a bit. Actually, you know what? 15. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. I'm going to read that again. Mm. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do (laughs) not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 like I sinned and it's like, why did I do that? And and then even worse, like, it's like, oh, this person just Wrong did this me. to me. Yeah. How much? You know what? Oh, I can't even stand him. And then we got a famous saying in the church: I'm just going to love him from a distance. <laughs> from no. a distance. Some people you don't have that luxury with. Yeah. Some people you're in relationship with. So sometimes when you say, oh man, I got to be loving to this person right now. I got to go do something that compliments this person. I got to. No, that's when I you go to the it. Bible and you go. Let me find some place that it says I don't have to. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Let me find it. I know it's there. Because this is right here. What Paul's saying, I do the very thing I hate. What he's saying yeah. is now, number one, he's imprisoned. And he's giving grace and the gospel to the very same people that are imprisoning him. Like the woman that I was just talking about, giving grace to the very same person that caused her the greatest pain a parent can have. Right. She hated that she had to do that. I guarantee it. But pushing through that, she found something that you just cannot find on your own. God reveals to you in the process of suffering. If you avoid suffering in your life, then you're avoiding making it about somebody else and you're actually gravitating towards making it about you. Even Sean said something to me. I was going through a hard time a few weeks ago. He's like, yeah, man, I saw you feeling bad for yourself. I'm like, man, you better... That's <laughs> feeling sorry for yourself. You said you had that stupid feeling sorry for yourself face on. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> what an encouragement. What? Thanks, buckaroo. <laughs> like, you can kiss my butt. Stop, I don't want to talk st- to you anymore. Stop feeling sorry for yourself, These son. are the things that are going through my head. Yeah. And then I stop and I plant myself. I'm like, well, what does the Bible say? And what does the Bible say? I do the very thing I hate. Yeah. What is the thing that I want to do that I love right now is complain. What is the thing that I want to do that I love right now? I want to just say that it's unfair. I shouldn't have to deal with it. Yeah. But yeah, I love I love in this passage where he's like, you know, it deceived me. The sin deceived me. Yeah. You know, but now you, he knew the law, you know. Yeah. And it's like, all right, so you know what I want to do right now? I want to go on a Lathier radio and I want to address all these comments. We had some people. Yeah. Oh, it's it's been so great. We're still getting them right now, too. I right, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. I'm right. gonna play with some of them. Yeah, these these are great. So let's talk about not making it about us, you know, because I'll address them live on the air. How about that? You know, why not? You know? Why not? Oh, I can't open the conversation because you guys yeah. keep blocking them, Mark. You know, like, like uh, it's listen, a, you this can't, guy, Ricky Polly, he just put something up about, I don't know. It's probably really bad, too. Yeah, no, it's not bad, actually. It's not? It's okay, not, that's not cool. We, we've had a couple of people just. Yeah, and, we, you know, if you're going to co- comment on something, I'm fine with it. Just don't, don't, yeah, so, don't block us so we can't comment. <laughs> all right, so one of the things that is so typical yeah. about the world where they say it's all about you know, yeah. it's all about me. If somebody said, God didn't do it, you, you brought, got yourself here. Yeah. Yeah. So don't think it basically, he was don't like, he's God. like, don't thank God 
thank yourself because you got yourself to where you are today. Yeah. If it was you. really up to me, I would not be even sitting right here right yeah. now. I, I used to thank myself all the, all time. the time. Trust I me. Was, I was thanking myself all was, the time. It turned me into a crackhead. Trust me. Actually, that's what, that's what um, changed my life. So when I, when I thought I was doing what's best for me, and it was a good thing. How, you you it, thought it was a good thing. Because it's my definition it's of my, good. Yeah. So I, I was out in the world. And I was like, yo, this is going to be dope. I'm, you know, I'm out in a different country. I'm like, this is going to be crazy. And it was like, nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. It's not going to work. It's my definition work. is not going to work. I was like. It, I felt like Jonah. You can run all you want. You just can't get away. Got away from you, God. Gulp. <laughs> You just can't get away. Yeah, and it's like, you know what it is? I understand these people probably don't believe in God. I'm just, that's a wild guess. I'm assuming. But here's the thing, like, I wouldn't well, respond actually, to them. Actually, in Romans, everyone <coughs> believes. Everyone believes in God. You the just suppress the is, truth. Yeah, you suppress right, the truth. You're suppressing so, the so truth. So are they, like, followers of God? No. No, they know God, but that's why they're making the comments, because yes. they hate God. Because they hate God. So how could you hate something that doesn't exist? Yeah. So, interesting enough, they'll say stuff like this. But even more interesting enough is the person I used to be is not the person I am right now, and I would not respond to them the same way. What I would do is I would challenge them to a conversation. Mm -hmm. I'd say, hey, you know, if you feel that way, why don't you come on the show and talk about it? Yeah. Well, or, or if you don't want to go on the show, that's fine. We don't have to. Why don't you message me? We could have conversations about it. Because I'm not here to argue. No. I'm here... I'm here to answer your questions. Have a good conversation, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here I'm, to... I'm not afraid of good conversation. And I'm not afraid of your, your questions, your anger, your concerns. I'm not, I'm not afraid of any of that. You know, that's like saying God's afraid of your sin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> actually, you should finish this passage because it's, it actually... Yes, so it, it's 16. Really good. So he says, I do the very thing I hate. So verse 16 says, Now if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law. That is good. So now it is no longer... I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. doing. <laughs> so it's a confused, like... He's like, now, if, if I do what I want to do, it's no longer I who do it, but sin who dwells in me. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so what you This is like a constant, this is a good picture of like everybody's struggle. Yeah. It's the angel and the devil. Yeah, It's the, the uh, you have good morals, bad morals. It's like that inner fight, yeah. you know? So the sin that dwells within you. Okay. So let's break it down really simple. For those non-believers who might be posting and watching. All right, so if we um, if we do what we want, we're driven primarily by what? If we do what we want, yeah, our, our own desires, our own desires, right? Yeah. What is the you know? Now the Bible tells us that our desires desires are inherently selfish, right? You know that the heart is wicked in all of its ways. So at first, when I first read that, I was I was offended. So I get why people are offended by that. But if you think yeah, because about you're it, like I'm not wicked. Yeah. I'm not evil, you yeah. know? How much strength does it take for somebody to walk <clears throat> walk upon you, smack you in the face, and you smack them back? It takes no strength because it's a reaction. Yeah. It's an emotional response. It took no thought. It took no discipline. But how much strength does it take for somebody to walk upon you, smack you in the face, and you say, okay, 
yeah. and give them the other side. Yeah, and it's even hard for unbelievers to see this, but Christians deal with this, like I said, all the time. Yeah. And if you look at Galatians 5.17, it kind of, it, it talks about this, where it says, for the flesh sets the desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are opposition to one another so that you might, you may not do the things that you please. The battle is not of the flesh. Right. It, the byproduct is the flesh. Yeah. But the, but the core of it is all spiritual. Why? Because you're, you're battling against your flesh constantly. And so people say like, and, and it's crazy because you live in a world today where people are just like, well, do what makes you feel good. You know? And yeah. I, you know what? I don't even want to say today. It's, it's been that way throughout time. We do what, we, what feels good. Why? Because it's easy. Try doing things that don't feel good. Try doing things that are uncomfortable. And you tell me how much benefit has applied to your life. It will be a lot. It will be a very large amount of benefit. It would be life-changing. <laughs> you know what I love? It's, you got Here's Paul, right? He's, he's like the Pharisee of all Pharisees, yeah. right? Knows the law, knows everything. And he's like, I don't understand my own actions. I, I just don't understand this. Yeah, he was like the George Soros of the old, <laughs> yeah. the, of the old world. He's like, you know? I just I don't understand. He's like, he's, he's, he was I'm intellectually joking. like very smart guy, but he was like, he can't analyze what's going on in his body. And that's the thing. You know? If you surrender the idea that you're able to understand what's truly happening, you'll understand what's truly happening. It's a bizarre statement. I know. Give it some time. Right. Practice it first. But that's the truth. The battle of sin and grace. Yeah. Yeah. Because ultimately, and it's like, so at my dad's eulogy, one of the things that I said that stuck with me, even after I said, that's how you know something spirit led you. Like, wow, where did that come from? Uh, you don't you even know? remember. I don't even remember. You know, and that's good because so you can't boast about it. Yeah. I don't even no, remember what happened. One of the things I said that really shocked me, well, it's what I'm saying, what I believe the spirit said, is, is it, was, um, it was about birthday gifts. It's like when you're a child, you get this great gift from the parents who love you, right? Yeah. And you, you don't wash dishes. You don't pay bills. You don't make their lives easier, but yet they give you the birthday gift anyway. So now do you give it back because you say, I don't deserve it? Because this is what people do with God. Yeah, They're like, no, no, I don't want to go to church. No, I don't want to get to know God. No, no, if I walk to a church, it'll set on fire. So you don't want to take the gift because you feel you don't deserve it? No. When you were a child, you took that gift. Why? Because you did not question the origin of the gift and its intent. Its intent was love. It's, it's, it's intent was unconditional love. Yeah. Like I cleaned, I, I, I cleaned your butt. I fed you from my own body. This is what your mother's saying. My dad's like, I went out there and I slaved to get, you know, and your mother working, whoever did to give you everything. And then on top of that, I'm going to give you something extra to celebrate you. Yeah. And you didn't deserve it. You didn't do anything to earn that gift, but you took it. And you receive it. Why? Because you know genuinely that it's from love. But we don't want to do that with God. Yeah. Well, because we, we believe we deserve it. Love is the That's gift what grace of is. grace. Well, grace grace yes. is getting getting a gift that you didn't deserve. Yes, and that's that's what love is. Any I told my son really something received. simple one one time. We were, I think we were, we were at a store or something like that. And he was younger, though. He was maybe like seven or eight years old. He wanted this thing. We were like, no, 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 no. And my wife wound up getting it for him, you know, in the sly, like in the back. You, you know, know, mom, cause mom, mom yeah, came in. Mom, mom got it for him. So he's in the back seat, and he's upset about it, and it, you know. And I was like, look, you know, I want to 
punish you right now at this point. This is what you deserve. I said, but I'm going to show you something. Mom right now is about to show you some grace Mm. because she's giving you this gift from love that you do not deserve right now. You know what's incredible? Yeah. That is so true. My wife said something to me not so long ago. I'm like, honey, you can't keep cooking different dinners for the boy. You can't do it. He's got to eat what, what's Whatever here. you make. Yeah, we're still doing that for yeah, fun, too. Yeah. You, yeah, you know what she said to me? She turned around, she was like, honey, when you go to mom's, doesn't she offer to cook for you? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay. You got me. You got a good point there. Yeah. And I thought about that. And I thought about, like, the mother's unconditional love. My mom, my mom's 80 years old. She's like, you want to come over and I'll make you something to eat? I'm like. Yeah, and I think I think that's a good example of where we should be position, po- positioning ourselves. Yeah. To that others. type of reverence, yeah. right? And and our example, of course, is is Christ and His unconditional love, dying on the cross. You know, it says what what uh, is a good friend that one that would give himself up. You know, to death. Yeah, I'm getting all emotional. Death. I'm thinking about my mom now. It's crazy. Yeah, even yeah. even to death. Yeah, but a mom that shows you that unconditional love. Yeah, it's the same thing as how we position ourselves. We we should be doing that to others. What does it say in the Bible? Like, if someone asks you to go a mile with this backpack, you take it two. Two. Yeah. You know what I mean? How many times should I forgive? Forgive. Seven times, times seven. You know, like like that's. Yeah, there's you have to take it the extra mile. That's the way. That's where that saying comes. Take it yeah. the extra mile. I, 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 I honestly I can agree, uh, especially with the sacrifice and forgiveness part with it lately because I've been like, man, the Bible tells me that if I don't forgive, that I won't be forgiven. Now some people look at that and be like, oh, what kind of God is that? No, no, it's not God doing it. Yeah, it's me choosing something that God is telling me is unhealthy for. Right. You know, like he's telling, he's trying to tell me if you choose the path of unforgiveness and a vengeful heart, you will, you'll, you'll reap the disaster that follows. It's not God doing that. Yeah. God's not the I author mean, of evil. The, the be- in the beginning, it, the creation fell from that. Like we were talking about yeah. Lucifer in the beginning. That was the purpose. He wanted to be God. You because know, he, God is true perfection. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he wanted to be God when, when he had, one of the greatest gifts. He was in the presence of God. He was beautiful. He got, you know, he, he could sing. He, he could sing with an A. He could sing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it, it's amazing to me that, you know, we, we as f- people of the flesh, do the same I, thing. I guess you can't talk about it not being about you and you can't talk about selfishness unless you talk about Lucifer. No. Yeah, you really can't. No. Because at the heart of every single problem, it all it's it's a selfish Self, issue. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. And and the Bible teaches us not to I know there's that saying where it's uh, love yourself less. You know, I yeah, don't I don't and it, love it, your that, I agree like with you that. Love in, yeah, I agree with that in some point, but it's 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 putting yourself in Jesus' shoes is he like that 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 picture of him like you got, you know, uh Passover coming up and they were doing the feast and he came in and he was like the first thing the person, the lowest person is supposed to pick up the towel and, and supposed to wash others' feet. You know what I mean? Yes. All right. We got a prayer request right now. Yep. That, no doubt. Oh. Okay. Let's wow. pray for salvation for my husband. Uh, we can, okay. Yes. Yeah. Please, yeah. But, and actually, we got two. We got two prayer requests. All right. Cool. So, yes, Melanie, we will pray for you. Absolutely. Yeah. With, with 
you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to read your message on the air, but just know that we're praying we're for praying you. We're praying for you. Yeah. And Tammy and Tammy Grice. Absolutely. Tammy Grice. We're going to be praying for you too. And for your kids. I'm going to respond back to you right now. Yeah. So, so, you know, we tend to look at it like, you know, where Jesus went in the room and he, he, he's supposed to be, they're fighting over who's sitting next to him. Yeah. They're fighting over in the position of where they're going to sit next to him. And then he grabs the towel in the basin to wash their feet. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the lowest position. And That's what did like he the say? King. That's the king he, stepping he, down. He said, from I, didn't, yeah. I didn't come to be served, but to serve. Because how do we learn? We learn by example. We don't learn yeah. by being told. That's why Jesus, if you ever look, Jesus never told anybody what to do. Never. You know what he did? He'd ask you a question to your question. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like, um, or, or give you a harder task than the question that, you know, like the rich young ruler, how do I attain eternal life? Jesus is just like, oh, come on. But the, but the rich young ruler wouldn't have known what it would have taken. Yeah. And the sacrifice he would make. So Jesus gave him a sacrificial example before that. He said, sell everything you own, give it to the poor, and then come and follow me. And he's like, what you, what? <laughs> no, didn't no. happen, you know? And so, interesting enough, um, that's we're, we're not too much different from that guy. Not when it comes to looking at what we feel we've acquired. I mean, I think about, I think about my job. I think about my relationships. I think about my relationship with God. And, and am I living, is my, um, is my understanding of relationship transactional? Mm -hmm. That's the one thing I have to ask myself. Excuse me. Yeah. <clears throat> is it transactional? Am I looking at things from a transactional perspective? And I'm not saying that's entirely bad because to some extent we have to keep some sort of transactional awareness of our relationship so you know we don't get abused but it can't be the primary source of your relationship you know yeah and uh so i think one of the things that uh that affects me most about you know this verse in romans or or any verse in the gospel um is that where it's the most difficult where it's the most sacrifice involved there's the most grace yeah yeah, yeah. i was just sending out the prayer request for Absolutely. Two. So, um, Jimmy Grace. so one of the things that, uh, that I wrote, uh, I'm not going to go through the whole thing cause it's like, it's like four miles long. So I'm not going to go too much into it, but it says, why do we make it about us? What is that indicative of? Hmm. We should ask ourselves, what is re our relationships about? If we view it as transactional interaction, weighing what do you mean by that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so you mean like as in a relationship, I'm expecting to give you this and I'm expecting some kind of return payment for or I'm not even ex I'm not even going to give you this in expectation. I think just from being in my your presence you, you owe should, me this. You owe me this in order for me to give you that. Your role as yeah. my friend, the Bible commands you to do something. You should, you should do be it. doing it. Yeah. That's not the right perspective right. to have with people. No, it's not. No, because that's that's a form of selfishness because you're expecting something for yourself, yeah. of course. So yeah. I know what the Bible says your role to me is. Right. But what the Bible says my role to you is, is to forgive. Right. So how could I hold you to that standard but not hold myself to the same standard the Bible calls me to do? Yeah. This is the delicate balance that we're trying to get across to today. So to view a relationship as transactional, 
through, a, through a, that perspective is unhealthy for multiple reasons. Number one, we never process the suffering from sacrifice properly. Mm-hmm. Number two, we adopt a mindset of being virtuous without questioning our motives and become narcissistic. And that, that's something we all have the tendency to do. Yeah. Number three, we learn to weigh relationships on benefit and comfort versus giving forgiveness and terminate them before we see change, which is the basis of having hope and seeing the beauty in people. And this is what, and, and the beauty in people is Christ. Yes. You're, and well, also knowing that you're uh, a child of God, you're yeah. a, an image bearer of God. Yeah. So in essence, every person that's that's uh, not even born to 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 that was alive has that image of God on them. Yeah, and it's crazy because we blame our flaws and our sins on our earthly generational practices. Oh yeah. Instead of actually just taking ownership of the actual inheritance that we have from God. Yeah. You know, so instead of saying, you know what, it doesn't matter what my earthly generational sin, my earthly generational practices or traditions, how they have molded me, that doesn't matter. You know what matters? That I found the real definition of my identity, and that identity is in the king. In in Christ, yeah. 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 You know, and now that, Definitely. That set me on a totally different course. But no, instead, I'd rather talk about, well, it's not my fault. I have trauma because of the way I was raised. Yeah. And you know what? I do. Yeah. I do. But that can't be my excuse forever. And this is one of the things I'm battling like this very day. I'm saying, okay, you know what? What new way could I find out that his grace is sufficient and my excuses aren't? You know, yeah. One one um, one uh, scripture I always go to is uh, Galatians. Let me see if I can find it. Galatians five twenty. Second Caesar verse two. <laughs> yeah. Well, we tend Chapter to do two, that. I think that was one of my questions because sometimes we can actually we we can take when we're when we read scripture and it becomes about ourselves. We take scripture and, yeah. and and use it to support our what we we're thinking. And support what we believe, right? Yeah, that came from first Sean Alonians. For sure. <laughs> Why I gotta be in Thelonians? A Sean Alonian. Yeah, you know. But uh, it's uh, Galatians 2.20. It's because this is something that, that I stood on like when I first became a believer because it wasn't about me. And it says, I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but, but Christ who that lives, lives in, in me. me. And, and the life that I live now, I live in the flesh I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Exactly. So, so it's not me anymore. It should be Christ in us that's living through us. You know? It's kind of like that show we just did, and it, it's about, you know... Doubt. Doubt. You yeah. Know? You know, it's interesting, like, because I, I've done this. I've done this with my wife. I'm like, you see, I, you know, because we take scripture, and we take one verse, and we roll with that. You know, I'm like, you see? Mm-hmm. The Bible said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. That's it. I asked for it, you better get, you know? Because that sounds real. I mean, you don't get yeah. more personal than that. Give to Caesar what is Caesar, but give to God what is God's. <laughs> well, right now, Caesar wants a turkey sandwich. Yeah. And you just watching novellas. <laughs> you know? No. That's a bad example, but like, but it's a good but example true. as far no. as scripture. But, but it's true. I do. You know? Like, that's why she, I don't even think she takes me seriously when I, like, yeah, I'll yeah, say no. stuff and she'll just be like, yeah. Yeah, sometimes well, you're gonna be like the boy who cried wolf. You're gonna keep saying stupid stuff, man. She's gonna be like, I don't know if you're serious or for real. She puts up with a lot. You know? She's she definitely puts <laughs> up with a lot. Yeah. But but that's what I'm saying. So like 
especially in marriage, like, and listen, you know what's up. Yeah, I know what's up. Yeah, I think when we tend to focus on the things of this world, you know, and it's I like think why why can't why can't we talk? I have we that? talked about yeah, it, we yeah. talked about that last week where where Peter walked on water and he started focusing on it. Yeah, around yeah. And you know, I think when we start focusing on the world, we're focusing our, on ourselves, ourselves, yeah. right? And then when we start focusing on God, we start focusing on others, and then our sights are set on the kingdom. Yeah, it's like you focus know? on the world, you're looking out. Focus on the God, you're looking in. in. Yeah, focus on what God's trying to trying to give to you, yeah. and then that's when your your focus turns from. You, I think that's why even Jesus said the greatest commandment is, is to love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love others. That's because it, it actually fulfills uh, you all. Know, it, it fulfills, yeah. you know, the ten commandments. One through five is loving God, and five through ten, ten is, is loving, loving others. You because know? you can't love others unless you love God, right. truthfully, right? Because then you, you just you just can't. You just can't do it. <laughs> you just can't. Yeah. So yeah. All so right. um. Trying to, uh, we got something coming up. Yeah. So we're gonna we're March thirty first. It is. Yes, right? March thirty first. We're, we're actually gonna, not gonna do a show that week. We're probably gonna just go straight live, we're gonna go straight on, live. On, on on the thirty first, which is a Friday. Worship United. Yeah. From it, that's gonna be in Massapequa. Yeah. At Eastgate Church. Come check out the fellas. It's got a great lineup. If you want to find more about it, you can go. Yeah, do to, a post. Go to. Uh, yeah, go I'll to, put the post. Put up. a post up. Put a post of the address. We'll be there. We're gonna do some filming. It's gonna we're be gonna, a lot we're, of we're, great we're, acts yeah, there. We're worship. You yeah, know? you know, uh, we got some great artists going there. We have uh, with Alden Brown of Eastgate going there. I'm just forgive me if I miss up the names. I'm on the spot right now. But we got <laughs> Nick Tangora. We got Christian Gardino. Uh, we got just a lot of great worship leaders there. Yeah. My boy Eddie's going to be playing. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be there. It's going to be a live event. Come down and worship. It's free. That's Eastgate Church in Massapequa. And we'll put a post up put about post. it later. Yeah. Guys. All right, guys. See you next Peace. week. Peace.